Thank you, ladies. Welcome to the other page. Okay. Good afternoon and welcome to the Other Page Radio. My name is Havel Fennell, and this program is for you. We're here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Today is a day that I'm so happy to be a part of here to talk to you today about a couple of things that you might be interested in. And one of the things that um, I want to talk about is uh, learning and how we learn and what is a threat. You see, we hear a lot about public schools and what's going on in the schools and talk about the pandemic and how that has affected the learning, the motivation to learn. And uh, I just want to talk a little bit about literacy and its importance. Because our kids can't read. And if you can't read and understand what you're reading so that you can learn. Our community will not reach its level of development, nor will our young people. It's very important, folks, that our children know how to read. During the time of the pandemic and when schools were on all kinds of schedules, etc., and the learning displacement brought on by the pandemic seems to have set in, seems to have set in place the lack of revitalizing our approach for literacy to improve learning skills of our young people. If you cannot read, you cannot compete. And if you cannot compete, you're on the road to negative thinking that might become a catastrophe in terms of thinking criminal. That's right. We got to get on top of this reading and revitalizing not only the books that we read, but how we read the books. We got too many dropouts 
as opposed to dropping in and staying in when it comes to literacy and learning. It's very important that you understand that that's the way to communicate, not these hyphenated words that we are creating ourselves because we didn't learn how to understand vowels and syllables, etc., which is a part of learning. A lot of times you go up to somebody and ask them what an acronym is, and they look at you like you're talking about a sandwich or something like that, and that's not the case at all. How do we deal with improving and invigorating our literacy learning in our schools. <clears throat> they say a family that reads together learns together. Doesn't that make sense? Because everybody is reading or listening to a reader, let's say sitting in a circle, you have one reader, you have one book, and everybody gets a chance to read a chapter in that book. But when that first person stops reading the chapter, the discussion takes place. The conflict resolution, if there is any, becomes a part of the learning strategy and how to retain what we learn from the book. Literacy is very interesting. It is so interesting that Triad Veterans League, one of the sponsors of this program, a veterans program, has a reading brigade. And we use certain books to include the Black Veterans Calendar annually published and introduce that to some after-school programs and mentoring programs to teach the importance of knowing what you're reading, how to discuss it, and how to retain it. Make sense to you? It makes sense to me. I'm going to take a little break. We'll be right back. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child and every community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts. 
ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model. Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at massbaybigs.org. Back again with the Other Page Radio program. It's at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. My name is Haywood Fennell. This program is uh, sponsored by uh, Triad Veterans League and uh, BNN Media Live. We are so grateful to be able to talk to you as veterans and citizens of concern. Uh, earlier, we talked about literacy, learning its importance, uh, building up, not tearing down, because literacy is about building. It is not about tearing down. We see a lot of things going on in the Boston Public School System as it relates to uh, closing schools and not opening or expanding schools. And we hope that there'll be more uh, vocal around supporting schools be, being expanded and not closed and that the curriculums will be looked at. And like I was saying earlier to you, we want to try to establish a literacy appreciation strategy. Triad Veterans League is proud to be involved with the Veterans Reading Brigade that we are trying to put into place in the many places as we can uh, getting people that love to read and work with young people, uh, 857-204-5312. If there's any interest in wanting to know more about the Veterans Reading Brigade. The Veterans Reading Brigade is just uh, an accentuation of the importance of understanding that veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. Willing, willing to be involved in helping our young people get the direction that they need using literacy as a tool to be able to negotiate the other classes that they are taking in school because they will be able to read and understand and conflict resolution is involved to avoid Conflicts. So veterans do, you know. A lot of times you see these pictures of veterans that are in need of physical rehabilitation. But then there are veterans that are in need of mental help around substance abuse disorders. And then there are veterans that are over those situations and are involved, if you will, in community building. And we want to make sure you understand that veterans are available. Veterans Breeding Brigade wants you to help us reinforce the educational values that seem to be waning in the school system. 
as a graduate of UMass Boston in 2010, I'm proud of what education reinforcement is all about because we can avoid problems if we get involved and stay involved because reading is more than fundamental. Reading and understanding what you read and being able to discuss what you have read is essential to our development not only as individuals, but as a community. Let's do it like this. Summertime is coming. Wintertime is here. We have an agenda for our young people in the programming that certainly, certainly could use more literacy involvement. For instance, if you're in a, let's say, baseball program, you learn how to hold a bat, stand at the plate, get a hit. It doesn't always have to be a home run. Because a lot of people go out there, they swing as hard as they can and strike out. Okay, let's look at literacy as if we were playing baseball and we've gotten some good coaching and we understand that we don't have to hit a home run all the time or every time, but just hit a single and get on base. Hit a single and get on base. Now, you're in the game to score. That's what literacy and understanding it does. It puts you in the game so that you can score. That's all. That's all it does. And we need to be very mindful of other literacy written by other non-English-speaking authors. What does that mean? That means that some veterans and volunteers can read in another language and share what they've read with the People, students that don't understand that particular language, which brings in another situation about learning. This program is the other page radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League. The, we're here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. And when I say community, this is what I'm talking about. If Boston is a community, that means there are a lot of people from different ethnic groups that speak a different language. 
Primarily in Boston, we have Spanish, Creole, French, Cape Verdean, Vietnamese, and language. And the lack of knowing the language can be a barrier to your development and that of your community. And sometimes people use language as a barrier to keep from socializing with each other. Did you know, are you aware that Alexandra Dumas, Haitian French, living in France, wrote the book, The Count of Monte Cristo, or The Three Musketeers? Did you know that? There are a lot of books that are classic books that our young people might learn from. But what about teaching them the language or languages? We got a lot of veterans that have gone to other countries to serve for the United States of America, and because of their length of time in those particular Duty stations, they learn languages. And so we want to incorporate the multilingual veterans to advocate for mandatory language classes starting in the second grade and on through high school so that we can break down the social barriers with literacy and language. That's exciting. Learning is always exciting. And services and places that our veterans have gone can be used in building a stronger community where people can understand each other through language and literature. Yes. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I did that for a reason, folks, because we need to have this information. And I hope you're writing down these numbers and these websites for veterans because veterans are, some of them, right now using the street curbs at night as pillows as they stay out in the elements of an area known as mass and cash. There are veterans out there that need help. One of the institutions that's in our community that has stepped up to the plate to help our veterans, and I mean, they've been doing it a little while over at Whittier Street Community Health Center, 617-427-7000. 
1000 They have a veterans clinic there. We are, meaning Triad Veterans League, is working to raise the awareness of the importance of building a veteran service center in our community, which is Roxbury. But we will serve all veterans. But we need to have something in our community because a lot of the services that we were getting over in Jamaica Plain have been moved to West Roxbury. And we need to stand up, speak up, and speak out for ourselves because people seem to look at veterans as just somebody to vote for them. Just promise them everything, and when you get elected, give them nothing. I want to thank City Council at Large, Erin Murphy, and her assistant, David M., for the tenacity and good faith that they have shown since being in office. She is the chairman of the Veterans Committee and the commissioner for Veterans Services for the city of Boston is Robert Santiago with a, Mr. Brian Bishop as assistant commissioner. And then there is Cheryl Poppy, P-O-P-E-Y, Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, lovely lady, trying to do her best. And then one of the organizations that I'm a part of, as a matter of fact, I'm the chairman of that organization, duly elected, is the Edward O'Brien Veterans and Friends of Edward G. O'Brien Committee. We are presently involved in changing the configuration of the park across the street from Station 2 in Roxbury to welcome the statue that is a testament to a man who became a general, African-American, Edward O. Gordine, G-O-U-R-D-I-N. The Edward, General Edward O. Gordine Veterans, African-American Veterans Memorial Park will be in place as they're working on it now. Next year, we'll have that statue raised, but you can go to our Facebook, General Edward O. Gordine or Veterans and Friends uh, Committee to learn about the work that's being done our need for members to be a part of our strategy of teaching the history of the black military experience since the American Revolution. Since the American Revolution, black veterans have served and need to be remembered appropriately and need to be served appropriately and included in decision-making that deals with veterans and the community. We want to be heard. We serve. I just want to take a moment or 
to remember a lady who remembered the veterans, and her name was Elizabeth Williams. Her friends called her Beth. Beth Williams was the daughter of a veteran who was a businessman, an entrepreneur, and in the Navy. His name was Archie Williams. And she became interested in a project called Thank You for Your Service that dealt with looking at services provided by community-based organizations and how they could be, uh, you know, ratified, researched to create a strategy of veterans' care improvement. And we would had the support and have the support of Whittier Street Community Health Center. So if you're a veteran and uh, want to go to a community-based health care system, 617-427-1000, that's Whittier Street, so that you can be seen and treated. I want to take opportunity to thank Mr. Glenn Williams, the general manager of being BNN for their help in creating a video. BNN Media provided a mobile van with equipment and did the film filming of Oscar Michaud's 25th anniversary celebration of the Harlem Renaissance revisited with a gospel flavor. And I'm telling you, did they do it? Oh, my goodness gracious. And you can see that production on BNN. And let me let me tell you something. We are we're we are really blessed to be able to get that done. That was done. I mean, it is so wonderful to have organizations like BNN uh, provide us the resources, schedule us in to create a program that our community appreciates. It's the other page, radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. Really happy to be here today. We're just talking about veterans and things that we are doing in the community, and we are very proud of that. We also need to keep understanding that we are a resource and we are available to work in the community to do the things that we've been doing for the last 25 years. The last 25 years, that's a quarter of a century, folks. What else are we doing? Well, we're getting ready to work with another veteran, very talented veteran, uh, Leon Beal. Song stylist, songwriter, producer. He's putting together a piece that we're going to try to get up on the stage and later put it under the camera eye, the watchful eye of another veteran, Will Spencer, who was involved with the Harlem Renaissance, revisited with a gospel flavor shoot. Along with him would be Sister Eleanor Brown, who too is a veteran. And then there is 
our stage manager, Stanley Thompson, who is a veteran, our playwright, who's yours truly, Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran. And so it's like veterans using some of their skills to bring about cultural enrichment programming, and I think that's wonderful. I think that's the way veterans are supposed to do things to show that they are a resource and not get the other stuff that veterans, uh, they don't care. You know, all the negative things that they say about veterans, which are not true. Black veterans in particular have gone through racist racism systemically since the American Revolution. They didn't want to give us any guns to fight. They wanted us to be in the kitchen until they realized that they needed more forces and reluctantly provided us with weapons. And we fought. And we're still fighting for a freedom that others have and we don't have as citizens of the United States of America. Every armed conflict since the American Revolution, black veterans, African-American veterans, have been included. Yet, the history of our accomplishments has somewhat been excluded or reduced, and we want to change that. We're going to change that. Look, we hear about the Tuskegee Airmen and them going to school to become pilots during World War II. And they were successful. They even made a movie. But they didn't do that for an air pilot around 1915 by the name of Eugene Bullard, B-U-L-L-A-R-D, who left his home at the age of eight years old, the seventh child of a family of 10. Because he wanted to go to London. And off he went. He went several places, several years in getting to London, but he got there. This man wanted to be involved in the war, World War I. But because he was an American and a black American, he couldn't get in. I wonder why. You know why. When he got to France, after trying to become an American pilot, this guy had a lot of determination, you know. It was suggested that he join the French Legionnaires. You know about the Legionnaires. These brave guys, you know, uh, all for one and one for all just like in the book that 
Alexandre Dumas wrote about the Three Musketeers when it was really four. And he became a pilot. But before he became a pilot, he was involved in theater. He was involved in other projects of cultural enrichment to the point where he was speaking three languages. I want to take you back now. Because early on in this program, I talked about mandatory language teaching to our young people to build communities and build the individuals. Mr. Bullard realized that he had the skill and he learned three languages and he was able to communicate his feelings to other people and became friendly with them. Shot down a couple of planes while he was a pilot. Received the highest award that the French government could provide at that time. Became a businessman owning a couple of clubs in Paris. Was a friend of Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker, Harlem Renaissance ancestor. Who was involved as a spy in later years, uh, like World War II. We got a lot of history, and these people made the acclimation to languages by learning the languages of the people that country they were living in. We should insist on our children learning to become bilingual, if not trilingual. Reduce the barriers that are in our community right now. People are keeping their languages and being divided because we do not have the capacity or have not shown the capacity to teach and insist that our children learn the importance of being bilingual as they learn about other cultures through reading. This, again, is the Other Page Radio, brought to you by Triad Veterans League, and we are so happy to be here today. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Tell you something. Boy, them people, when you look at the health reports, these viruses that are sweeping our nation and the world, you got to become a little concerned. You should be concerned. VA Hospital in Jamaica Plain as well as the one in West Roxbury and Brockton have set up the system to inoculate you if you haven't done so already. That includes Whittier Street. 
I don't know about the other community-based health centers. I imagine that they are doing that. But that's one of the things that we wanted to do with the Thank You for Your Service project where Mrs. Williams was, Ms. Williams was alive. We want to ascertain what services each one of these facilities in our community that provide health care we're providing for the veterans because veterans uh, need more than updates on their discharges. Of course, that's an important step, but we need to know the veteran. That's why we need to get on these elected officials that are supposed to be representing us and our needs, meaning veterans, and make sure that we have a veteran service center in each section of our city, especially when you look at the work that was done by the now defunct Veterans Benefits Clearinghouse who had an office on Warren Street and they served the veterans community and that was the place where everybody went to get what they needed or make the referrals that they needed. Right now, we don't have that and we don't have a lot of talk about that. Again, I want to thank Aaron Murphy, our chairman of the Veterans Committee for the City of Boston for what she's been doing. But I want our elected officials to stop coming around only during the voting time or close to the voting time and making these promises to our veterans and they don't follow through. Because when we raised our hands, we raised our hands and we followed through and some of us didn't get back the same way we went over there. If you think I'm lying, just go and stand over there by mass and cash and see some of our veterans who are in need right now of housing and counseling and other services that they're not getting. That they're not getting. But they raise their hand. They raise their hand and they took an oath. And they abided by that oath. And we need to be mindful of that. One of the ways that we are mindful is through this program here today, the Other Page Radio. As a veterans organization, we have to be mindful that people do not know that we are a resource and stop looking at veterans as something that did something and can't do that anymore. We can do anything we want, but get respect. That's where you come in. Stand up for veterans, even if you're not a veteran yourself. Speak out, speak up for veterans, even if you're not a veteran. You know some of the people that I described here today that went overseas all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and came back to their country with dull eyes that look like fish on the ice in the fish market. Don't know themselves, aren't sure of themselves, who have relinquished their future to substance abuse matters and can't even get a bed. You got to really look at this situation for what it is. Here's some people that we're ready to die. Some died. Some had arms and legs and don't have that anymore. 
And the government is acting as though they're doing them a favor by giving them the the checks or whatever. And these people put their life, they raised their hand. They said, we go out and kill people for this country. We want this country that we're in, we want them to have their freedom. Well, what about this? We, as African Americans and people of color, we don't have our freedom. And we served in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. Folks, today, we want to call out for you to remember that on Hawaii's island, a few years ago, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Almost 3,000 United States military personnel were killed. We got to remember the sacrifices made in serving the United States of America, which is you. And you got to speak up. You got to have it in the schools. You got to support the veterans and friends of the General Edward O. Gordon Park. You got to say it. You don't play with it. This is our history that I'm talking about. It's not a mystery. We served. Did you hear me just tell you about Edward Bullard? He left his house when he was eight years old. Eight years old, that means he was like almost in the second grade. He knew what he wanted to do with his life. His, his grandparents were slaves. He didn't want to be a slave or a slave remnant. So he left. Probably a big guy. I saw some pictures of him online. Very distinguished looking gentleman. Black man in the uniform. American Revolution, American Legion. The French Legion. Not the United States military uniform because they didn't want to give him a uniform. They didn't want to let him fight for this country that he was born in. So the French Legion welcomed him. And he served with honor. And I just wanted to take this moment on this program, the other page radio, to mention the sacrifices made by this man so that you will have some information that you might be able to use to look him up or look up others that have not been reported as being military that were black people, people of color, and honored this country by serving. You gotta serve before you can really understand. And I, I don't mean actually combat, because you could be in combat supportive services, but you're still a member of the United States military institutions. You don't have to hold a gun to get PTSD. You don't have to do that. You can go through a traumatic experience that impact how you think and what you think. PTSD is available 
when you go into the United States military without you having to fight. Racism is still there. And so in saying that, we got to work harder. We got to work more to create the sensitivity and respect that we need for our veterans. I'm looking at the men and some women that were scaling on January 6th the walls at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Sadly, sadly, some of those that were trying to interfere with the government of the United States in confirming, <clears throat> excuse me, the presidency of President Biden, Joseph Biden, were veterans. They were veterans. Here they are over in other countries fighting for those countries' freedom, fighting for those countries' governments not to be overturned, but they come back. And because they don't like the political decisions that were made by votes, they want to take over the government. Take over the government led by one who was not in the military. Led by one who called veterans suckers. Said it openly. Claimed that he had bad feet for making a bad decision. And some of our veterans were involved. Here's, here's another thing. I said that we are resourceful veterans, but we need resources. Is there any consideration for fighting the war for veterans that's going on in the United States of America today, with lack of services or need for improved services that include veteran centers in neighborhoods and communities? Can we get some money, you know, for that? Can we embark on asking for some funds for the new strategy to heal? I mean, if you go someplace and you fought or you supported fighting for a period of time and you come back to the country that you live in, you expect the country to stand up and step up and make those things happen. Our elected officials need to understand that veterans have served and we need to be served now. Now is the time. Now is the time. I just can't thank the veterans that are involved in community development, be it working with young people, be it literacy groups, be it any of all of that that we talked about today. Because without the veterans, we wouldn't be doing some of the things that's going on. 
there's another kind of veteran that I want to briefly critique. And that is the veterans that are not veterans when it comes to working in our community. And they have these jobs and they have these people going to college. Some got PhDs, but on their knees, please get more involved with the community. Don't put on the American Legion hat if you're not thinking veteran. Because there's a lot of work that we need to be doing and we need to set aside differences because you're not in the line over there at Mass and Cash, or you don't have to go to the VA to get your prescription spilled because you have a health plan, because you have one of those six-figure jobs and all of that. That's not how you treat a veteran, especially if you're a veteran. You got to be involved all the way because nobody's coming to save us. We got to save ourselves. We need to understand that we are all one and we should be all for one. Don't let people ignore a veteran. If you're a veteran, you must be involved. We need you. I said we need you. Take a chance. The website of the Facebook of the Veterans and Friends and see what you can do to help us. Don't think because you was a captain and the other person was a PFC that you don't share some degree of sensitivity to the manner that we were treated and why we were treated that way, and how we can get people back on track to better understand what the mission is. Veterans need to be respected. Triad Veterans League is out there working on a series of programs. We want to thank you for your being a part of this broadcast. We want to thank BNN, and we want to thank all of our associates and we want you to just think about what was said today because it needed to be said, and we're proud of that. Take care. God bless you.